Hello, everyone. Welcome to our brand new podcast, The Scripture Study Project, a fresh and faithful study of the scriptures that we hope will renew your excitement for your own personal study and help you passionately teach what you're learning to others. I'm Zach, and I'm here with my amazing wife, Krista. And in this first pilot episode, um, we're just introducing our podcast. We're going to give you the who, what, when, where, why, hows of the podcast, tell you a little bit about ourselves. We will dive into a, a brief study of the scriptures and kind of illustrate what this podcast is going to be like. So we're excited to be with you. We're really passionate about both scriptures and about talking about it. We are not practiced podcasters, but we are practiced at practicing, I guess, is maybe the way to say it. So anyway, we're going to introduce ourselves. So the who. This is us. I'm Krista. I'm the wife of this husband and wife uh, podcasting team here. And we are people that like to talk about the scriptures. We enjoy studying the scriptures and have had many of our questions answered by them. So that is why we are here. And we have been married 10 years, Zach and Krista. We have four kids. And maybe you'll learn more about us, but we're not the important part. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what our podcast is, is it's going to be kind of one part study guide and one part teaching manual. We're really hoping that what we can give you in this podcast is, uh, like we said in the introduction, a fresh and faithful look at the scriptures. We've, we talk a lot about this, about how it seems to be kind of in vogue right now to, if you're an analytical person, to be somewhat skeptical or critical of scriptures or of church leaders or church teachings, uh, almost as if being analytical and critical have to go hand in hand. And we don't really believe that's true. I think you can have a fresh and new and exciting perspective on the scriptures um, and also still be faithful to your roots. And so that's kind of the the what of the podcast. We want to give that study. And then we're also going to uh, give some study tips and teaching tips so that it's not just benefiting you, but hopefully benefiting your family or your children or people that you teach uh, in your congregation. So, Yeah, and we are by no means no experts. We will be pulling resources from some of the experts that we like to study. There are a lot of those out there, but <clears throat> which is why we also hope to maybe get guests on um, in the future. We yeah, have lots of plans. you have to talk, listen to us talk. Right. Um, but we do have the desire to share something that means a lot to us. So this is kind of our small and simple offering, I guess. Um, we will be podcasting weekly. So once a week, we hope to get that done. It definitely hasn't taken us almost a year to get four, four episodes done. Yeah. <laughs> but from here on out, hopefully we've got the kinks out and we can go weekly. Um, we are podcasting from our own studio, which is on the floor in our closet with a blanket draped behind our microphone after our kids go to sleep and with our phones turned down. So that's our fancy recording studio. <laughs> And now we just want to talk a little about the why for us um, on why we were doing this in answering for that. I'm going to start for, for me um, with this quote that is, has been mentioned a lot lately. So I'm sure many of you maybe are familiar with this quote from Spencer W. Kimball. He says, Much of the major growth that is coming to the church in the last days will come because many of the good women of the world, in whom there is often such an inner sense of spirituality, 
will be drawn to the church in large numbers. This will happen to the degree that women of the church reflect righteousness and articulateness in their lives, and to the degree that the women of the church are seen in, as distinct and different in happy ways from the women of the world. Thus it will be that female exemplars of the church will be a significant force in both the numerical and spiritual growth of the church in the last days. I want to be a voice to teach, um, to show women that we need the scriptures. We can teach the scriptures. We can be a powerful force in teaching not only our children, but other people around us um, about the Savior Jesus Christ through the scriptures. And I think that that um, is going to happen as we can fulfill this prophecy from President Kimball as we use the scriptures and to empower women that we can do this too. And I am really passionate about that. And I, I hope that this will be just maybe a help to someone out there. Yeah. I think, and you probably agree too, we, one of the things that is, um, I guess, um, important about us is we, we both uh, served LDS missions and um, it has been kind of a, not kind of, it has been a great strength to our marriage that we're both um, students of the scriptures and students of teaching. Um, we both have backgrounds in education. And uh, I would say one of the greatest benefits to our family is the fact that you're so confident with the scriptures and that you are confident teaching them to me, teaching them to our children, that it's a it's a shared responsibility, right? It's not just dad comes home and has the scripture story for the night. It's that mom and dad study them together and we're this team in teaching. And I think, too, as you do it together, I think that's true. Because not only does the confidence that I, I have or that I get from you, and as we you know keep these conversations going, it allows me and empowers me to feel that duty when you're not there or throughout the day or at morning scripture study, he leaves early. So he's usually not there for our morning stuff. And I believe that women have such a powerful force for that. And I um, hope to connect with other women like that and also teach people that this doesn't have to be anything that's fancy or it starts just by the basics of reading a few scriptures and it grows from there. So. For me, my why has come from kind of two general conference talks over the last couple of years. Um, and they weren't especially, uh, well, they weren't from members of the Quorum of the Twelve or the First Presidency and maybe not memorable to most people, but they were for me. Uh, the first one was a couple of years ago from uh, Elder Gregory Schwitzer of the Seventy. And just this one, I guess two sentences. He said, if ever there was a time when the world needs disciples of Christ who can communicate the message of the gospel with clarity and from the heart, it is now. We need the clarion call of the trumpet. I remember listening to that talk and thinking, well, I, I love the scriptures and I want to talk about them. And so I started wondering, how do I do this? And at first I started with a blog uh, online and um, and then I've started to do a couple of things with social media, but there's just nothing quite like talking about it, teaching the scriptures, having a discussion about them. And so yeah. that's kind of where the, the seed of this came from. Actually, I have to say this was kind of, I thought, Zach, you should do a podcast. And somehow I got roped into it. So here I am. <laughs> but 
I really think he should have done it. For some reason, I'm here too, but (laughs) hopefully that's... (laughs) I was going to say... I had a great idea for him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say the quote that she was reading about uh, the strength coming through women who are passionate disciples of the Savior, uh, that's Krista to a T. So um, it's maybe not obvious to her, but it is to me why she's Mm -hmm. on this podcast as well. The second talk that really influenced me was just this last general conference um, from Elder Pingree. And he just started his talk. And I remember this is one of those you've all had the experience uh, where you feel like a general authority reaches through the screen and kind of grabs you by the shirt collar and says, this one's for you. And so this was how he started his talk. Um, He said, to Moses, God declared, I have a work for thee. Have you ever wondered if Heavenly Father has a work for you? Are there important things he has prepared you and specifically you to accomplish? I testify the answer is yes. Now, I don't know if I've been specifically prepared to podcast. I really don't feel that way. Um, But I've had so many experiences in my life um, where gospel truths have guided me, and more importantly than that, where God has saved me and healed me, rescued me, uh, and blessed me, that I can't not talk about it. And so if there's a way I can talk about it to more people, if there's a way I can um, sound the clarion trumpet louder, whether I feel skilled at it or not, I want to do it. And I think that's kind of a passion that we both share for that. So That talk's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and then the last is the how. Um, for this podcast, we are, we're going to start every episode with a study tip, just a quick idea on how you can squeeze a little bit more out of your scripture study. Um, There's some really simple things that we do, and there's a lot of things that we've learned from other people. And so we'll be sharing those to start our episode. Then the bulk of the episode will be us in the scripture studying and talking together, again, hopefully with that fresh and faithful view, where we bring you new insights, quotes, commentary, um, scriptural insights, uh, insights from the original texts as much as we can, things of that nature. And then we'll end each episode with a teaching tip. How can you take some of the things from this podcast and then convey them to people that you love and care about? So yeah, we're just going to start with that. Our study tip for today is start with the beginning. If you don't know where else to start, open the book and read the beginning. And maybe don't even dive into what are those first. We're going to be teaching from the Book of Mormon first and hoping to make it through Um, all of the books, but um, the study tip is to read the introduction, read those, the chapter headings that are in them, read, kind of get, get the background, get the things in those beginning, in those beginning things. That's a lot of words, but um, start not only the beginning of the chapter, but also read that stuff before to give yourself a background. And we skip those a lot. I think, at least I know I have in mind. And a lot of times those, uh, I think we'll mention this in an upcoming episode, but there's a lot of power in the stories of the scriptures. And sometimes it's the introduction or the chapter heading that gives you the story that really provides a lot of power to that scripture story. Yeah. So start just, and just start, start with the beginning. That's, so that's our first study tip. So our study today is kind of generally based. Normally we'll do a specific scripture block, but just for this introduction episode, we just wanted to answer two questions 
that are relevant to us and we're hopeful are relevant to you. And so the two questions are, first of all, why the scriptures? Uh, we could podcast about a bunch of things. We're, we're talkaholics. We talk about a lot of things from education to parenting to soccer um, to food. So why a scripture podcast? Um, and we're starting with the Book of Mormon, as Krista mentioned. And so we want to talk just a little bit about why we're starting with the Book of Mormon and what the Book of Mormon means to us. And I kind of already, oops, I dived in a little too early to this, but we are starting with the Book of Mormon and then we hope to work our way through um, each of the books of Scripture. But we wanted to start with the Book of Mormon. And I wanted to start um, right now with kind of just a general idea of why the scriptures? Why the podcast about the scriptures? And the first thing that came to mind as I thought of, as Zach had me think of one sentence, because I was thinking of too many, um, why the scriptures? And for me, um, that answer is the scriptures connect us to God. That is how he speaks to us, and that is how we learn from him. And um, maybe if we just go back to that quote I read earlier, from President Kimball, the two words that stuck out to me in that quote were righteousness and articulateness. And what I thought about how those connect to connecting us to God and finding out from God who he wants us to be is first that righteousness. The scriptures, why the scriptures are there is to speak to the reality of prophets who testify of Jesus Christ. God wants us to follow his son. He, the scriptures are there to bear testimony of him, and prophets are there to bear testimony of them, and we have their words in the scriptures. And that is how our righteousness grows as we draw closer to the Savior and learn more of him. And those are in the scriptures. The articulateness comes as scriptures answer the questions of our lives. Um, not only that we want answers, but he wants us to guide us through the scriptures. Elder Bednar says that studying the scriptures is important because scripture study is a preparation for and prerequisite to receiving personal revelation. I love that he said that because one of the things that has been heavy on my mind is another quote from Sister Julie B. Beck. She says, the ability to qualify for receive and act on personal revelation is the single most important skill that can be acquired in this life. And personal revelation, like Elder Bednar said, happens when we are in the scriptures. And as we grow in that desire to pray and ponder and be in the scriptures. I like the idea that scriptures are the connection between us and God. Um, you, know, you mentioned those two things that... Uh, scriptures testify of Jesus Christ, which is what's most important to God. He wants us to follow his son because that's the only way back to him. But scriptures also answer the questions of our life, which is often what's most important to us. And so scriptures become this glue that takes what's most important to me and what's most important to God and then ties them together. And one thing we've seen in our study of the scriptures this year, and I'll talk about here in a minute, but is how often the answer to those questions of life are some facet of following the Savior more fully in our lives. And so I like that, that scriptures glue us or connect us to God. I think so. I think that's, that's why they're there. Yeah. Um, 
we are choosing the Book of Mormon to start our podcast with, and um, there's a particular reason. I, I love I love the Book of Mormon, and I, I I love any book of Scripture that I'm studying. And so I'm sure when we get to our New Testament study, I will rant and rave about the New Testament, and the same with Old Testament doctrine and covenants. Um, but the Book of Mormon holds a really special place for me. Um, I um, I didn't grow up as a member of the church or as an active member of the church. Um, we went to church a couple of times a year. Um, and I didn't really, um, come in contact with regular churchy things. My family was religious and we prayed. Um, but I didn't really come in close contact with the church until I hit high school. And, uh, my friends kind of peer pressured me into taking seminary. And they used all the classic phrases like, come on, just once won't hurt, or everybody's doing it. If you want to be cool, do it with us. And it worked. And so I took seminary, and I had a blast my freshman year. Um, and then I went back my sophomore year, and, and my sophomore year was Book of Mormon year. And uh, the class, the teacher, and most importantly, the book changed my life. It changed my whole outlook on myself, and for the first time gave me the sense that God was real. Um, I remember acting on Moroni's promise and asking God if the book was true and asking him if he was there. And I remember my answer and I remember how I felt. And so as much as I love uh, the teachings and all of the standard works, uh, the Book of Mormon holds a really special place in my heart. And so I spent a lot of time studying um, why, how the Book of Mormon does that. What is it that's so unique about the Book of Mormon that gives it this kind of spiritual, almost magical power. And I've come up with three things. Um, so three things that make the Book of Mormon really unique. First of all, um, the Book of Mormon was very difficult for the authors to write. Um, Jacob mentions this, um, that it was really difficult. This is the beginning of Jacob, but he talks about how difficult it is for them to engrave their words in plates. They knew that they wanted their words to remain, so they didn't want to write them on something that was perishable, but it took a long time to engrave something on plates. And if you want a nerdy practice example of this, go grab some tin metal and try and engrave characters into it. Uh, it would take you a long time to write a word, let alone a page, let alone 529 pages. And so it took them a long time to write, which means the things they wrote were the most important things. There's not a word, I believe, or a phrase in the Book of Mormon that's there by accident, even when words are repeated. Um, I've often marveled or thought that Book of Mormon authors didn't have punctuation marks, and so to emphasize something, they would repeat it. So to see a word that's repeated multiple times in a chapter doesn't mean that the, they got careless. It means that they did it on purpose. They took the time to engrave that word over and over because it meant something to them. The second thing that makes the Book of Mormon unique um, is that the Book of Mormon was written about us. Um, I often call this the, the creepiest scripture in the Book of Mormon. But this is Mormon chapter 8. <clears throat> and uh, this is right where Moroni takes over for his father. And he says, Behold, I speak unto you as if you were present and yet you are not. But behold, Jesus Christ hath shown you unto me, and I know your doing. Uh, the first 
a oh, hundred times I read that, I got chills, and I think I still do. Um, Mormon or Moroni was blessed in vision to see our day and see us. Uh, and both Nephi and Mormon, the other principal authors of the Book of Mormon, mentioned similar things, that they wrote this for a wise purpose or they wrote it for future families. And so I love that the idea that the Book of Mormon was written specifically for us. I love that thought of thinking about the prophets as, as those seers that really we might feel disconnected from them, but when we really think about it, they knew, they know. They knew what they were writing. It was a work. I mean, it makes you appreciate the scriptures so much mm -hmm. more when you think of what they were doing yeah. as they were writing these words. It's hard and to write the words. passionate they yeah. were about getting, the, getting it down and so grateful to have their testimonies. Yeah. Uh, the third thing that makes the Book of Mormon really unique is the Book of Mormon has a specific thesis, and not every book has this. Um, the Bible is a conglomeration. The word Bible literally means conglomeration of books, uh, where each book kind of has a different purpose. Uh, if some of the books in the Old Testament, their purpose is simply to recount history. But the Book of Mormon has a very unique purpose that all of the authors held really tight to. Um, if you're writing a paper, if you rewind to those wonderful years of high school where you had to write papers, and you remember your teacher explaining that to write a paper at the end of the first paragraph, you put your thesis statement, right? The statement of what you wanted your paper to be about. That's still how I write essays. <laughs> yeah. I'm still stuck in my high school writing. Well, well, the Book of Mormon has something similar. The first paragraph of the Book of Mormon is the first chapter of First Nephi. And the very last sentence of First Nephi is Nephi's thesis. So he says this, Behold... I, Nephi, will show unto you that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all those whom he hath chosen because of their faith to make them mighty even under the power of deliverance. In other words, Nephi says, I want to show you that God loves you and that he's merciful and that he can save you or deliver you when things get rough. Lest you think this is just a one-off scripture, uh, Jacob, when he starts writing, says, the fullness of my intent is that I may persuade men to come unto the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and be saved. Uh, Nephi mentions later on, we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look for remission of their sins. Mormon writes, my prayer to God is concerning my brethren that they may once again come to the knowledge of God, yea, the redemption of Christ, that they may once again be a delightsome people. Uh, and even Moroni, speaking of our teaching tip of starting from the beginning, the title page of the Book of Mormon was written by Moroni. And his last sentence there, or second to last, I guess, is that he wants to convince the Jew and the Gentile that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God, manifesting himself unto all nations. Um, not to beat a dead horse, but do you remember in high school what you're supposed to do with your restated thesis? You get to the end of your paper? Of course. Wait, with your re you restate it. At restate the end. it at the end, right? But the very first... Your restated thesis? You restated it, yeah. <laughs> at the you gave me the answer. I gave you the answer. <laughs> but I knew it already. So, so the Book of Mormon does the same thing. In the very last paragraph... Uh, this is Moroni chapter 10. Before we get to the verses that we always read, 4 and 5, Moroni says, this is verse 3, uh, 
I would exhort you that when you read these things, if it be wisdom in God that you read them, that you would remember how merciful the Lord has been unto the children of men. Sounds a lot like Nephi's thesis. Nephi says, I want to show you the mercy of God. Moroni says, now that you've read the book, will you think back on how merciful God has been to the people in the Book of Mormon and how merciful he's been to you? I believe the thesis of the Book of Mormon is to persuade men and women to come to Christ because he is the only one that can deliver. And every author talks about it. Every story is about it. Even the war chapters are there to prove that Jesus Christ can deliver us. And maybe we can just go back to the why the scriptures in general. But that's why we have the scriptures. They bear testimony of the Savior and they solidify what his life was about and his teachings. And that's what we're try- aiming for. We want to be more like the Savior. We want to know who he is, learn from him, and learn from his teachings. And that is why we need to teach this to other people. I love the scripture you shared, and I'm going to just say it again, but the scripture in Second Nephi. Um, we do all this so that our children may know to what source they may look for a remission, for a remission of their sins. They do all those things, and they have experienced those things, so their natural um, inclination is to... Share, it with, share it with other people. Mm-hmm. Share it with the people that care that they care about. And so our teaching tip is just that of know and understand first why the scriptures mean something to you. Get in God's word and understand what it means to you so that you want the desire to teach it and talk about it to other people. Get in the word and get the word in you, I guess would be a way to say that, yeah. right? So just again, kind of maybe back to the study tip is just get started. And see if the scriptures see if the scriptures will work for you. We know they will, which is why we are here, and we hope maybe we can be a, a beginning for that for you. Thank you so much for spending time with us this first episode. We are excited for the upcoming episodes. We're excited to have you with us. Uh, we would love for feedback on any of our episodes, on questions, uh, on comments if there's something from this episode that made a difference to you or you have additions to what we talked about we'd love to hear it we're both on social media chris instagram on instagram Mm -hmm. uh krista is at krista joe horton uh, and i'm at millennial.mormon and so you can talk to us there um we're gonna try and get show notes going and maybe links to some things too but we'll work on that and hopefully we'll be able to connect with you in some ways And maybe you can share some of your insights with us as well. Any of your professional podcasters would love to hear from you. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much. And we will see you next episode.